0: Welcome to the first episode of the Corporate Savages podcast. I'm your beloved host, Jordan Coleman, also known as a future millionaire.
1: And I'm your second host. They call me Kwame, uh, but Jordan likes to call me the life of the party.
0: Mr. Stereo Girl.
2: <laughs> and your third host, one third, you know, Manganoha, aka Mango, aka Lover Boy, in the flesh, right here, right now. And we have our beloved guest.
0: Crawford
3: Russell (laughs) What's up world? Uh, Crawford Russell aka Casino the Bar That's casino with a K Yes sir, Uh, modern day Shakespeare In the building, come on
0: This man got more conspiracy theories than I've ever seen in my life It should be interesting
3: (laughs) Well, first
1: thing we're going to talk about On this podcast are trending topics And when I say trending topics We're talking about pop culture Serious topics and whatever else is happening around the world So First thing we want to talk about is, of course, the election. And when I say the election, I'm talking about uh, Ossoff and uh, Raphael Warnock in Georgia, and then the the whole insurrection that happened in Washington, D.C.
2: What y'all think about that? All right, so for me, um, I definitely do like how the Democrats are now in control of the Senate. Um, Like, definitely, it's a whole, like, whole another turn of the world now like where mo- like the republicans aren't in really in control right now as many just the democrats and now i feel like everything is just going to like just fall into order now like definitely everything's going to be rebuilt um well i feel like with biden you know he's definitely going to try to keep his promises but not really but i feel like now that the democrats are like just in control of everything like everything will just like fall smoothly
0: No, yeah. And just to expand on that, I agree. I I really don't expect much from Democrats except get rid of COVID and print me some money. If they do one of those two (laughs) things or both, I'm happy.
1: Yeah, I kind of we can't be agreeing all all this like on the podcast, but I agree with both of them. Uh, I just feel like Joe Biden was kind of just a way for Democrats to just get rid of Trump. Like they just wanted the best person to get rid of Trump. They didn't really care about what he stood for or anything like that. Um, but yeah, now that they both, they have a, uh, control of the house and the Senate, they should be able to get things done, but y'all need to keep your eye on them. Cause if they don't get stuff done, they don't have no excuse now. So there's no excuses for, oh, you know, the Republicans are, are blocking our bills. Like, nah, you can't say that no more. It's it's over for you. Like, we watching you now.
0: And we watching you. And you promised that we get this old-ass nigga Joe in there that y'all going to bring change, right? Because <laughs> I wanted my <laughs> man Bernie Sanders or Andrew Yang in there. But uh-huh. I was like, no, they too radical. So I want some damn change.
2: Fast. And, sure. you know, for all the students out there that's broke and in debt right now, you know, we're going to hold Biden accountable. To clearing out these student loans, for sure. But one question question I want to ask you guys is, do you guys see any cons since we're all agreeing with, um, you know, if there's going to be, like, change now?
0: Well, y'all ain't asked me. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> give, give us your input. All right. Well,
3: <clears throat> let me slide up here closer to the mic. Uh, With everything going on right now. I mean, yes, I do feel like things are going to get better, but I don't feel like it's because of the politicians. I feel like it's because of the people, because the people are waking up and they're starting to see what's going on. So that's really all I got to say about that. And uh, oh, yeah. Also, like Kwame said, keep your eyes on these folks, man, because just because they smile on your face and they say some sweet things. I mean, that's what a pimp do. You know what I mean? I mean I'm mean just fine, being I just real. So start. Start. Uh, just keep your eye on, you know, on, on things and keep an open mind. And that's all I got to say on that.
0: I mean, I think that's pretty. That pretty much wraps up our thoughts on the election. Uh, I guess as a seg- a segue to that, we can go ahead and talk about these checks. All right. Are they really about to print these checks, or are they bullshitting us? Because I'm I'm a little conflicted.
2: I really feel like they bullshitting 100. <laughs> Not even. I mean, like, come on now. Like, they definitely just gave us $600. First of all. Everyone really wanted uh, the government to give us 2000 But the government said no. And then even Trump, I mean, you got to give him some type of credit. He did really want to give us $2,000 in the stimulus check. But that didn't happen as well, too. And they just went ahead and just still passed the $600. So, I don't know. I, I just feel like now with Biden in the office, even though in our last talk or in our last uh, subject where we just said, like, you know, we got to hold Biden accountable, I don't think he's going to come out uh giving us two thousand in the stimulus check.
0: That nigga better boy, we're gonna have some issues. <laughs> I'm telling you right now.
2: <laughs> well, I just think that they don't have
1: an excuse not to give it That's to what us. I'm they really don't. They they had the excuse that the Republicans were blocking the bill. Oh we wanna give y'all money. Oh we wanna do this, but we can't because the Republicans
2: got the majority. Like there's no excuses now. So they have to deliver. I mean, I don't know. I do feel like there would be an excuse, right? I mean, take, for example, the vaccines Mm -hmm. uh, for COVID. Once that comes out, everyone's going to start feeling good. And then they'll be like, oh, you know what? Y'all don't need this money anymore. Y'all can just, you know, (laughs) go about your days. (laughs) And then, you know, (laughs) yeah, like apply for jobs. The economy is good now. You know, everyone's a win-win. Or everything's just a win-win in this situation, you know?
0: Nah, we're going to be insurrection part two. But it's going to be a (laughs) (laughs) black (laughs) people.
1: well i just think that with the two thousand dollar checks right maybe maybe it's a different kind of bill where it's only the checks and nothing else like if they do that maybe they they don't really have to like you know debate it because they all want to give us money allegedly so if they just make a bill where it's like we're only giving two thousand dollars to you
0: know whoever and nothing else then Mm -hmm. they might pass that you know they're talking about giving us monthly $2,000 until it. it gets better.
1: You know other countries do that, right? That's
0: what I'm yeah. saying. America Every needs single trimming. country <laughs> has done that. But and they're all
3: doing better, too.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. And we're supposed to supposedly the richest country in the world, but
2: we can't do it. I mean, so yeah, supposedly, but I mean, we don't really act like the richest country in the world. It's really right. the other countries that's really the richest country right. in the world. Right. They
1: folks. got universal health care and all this other great stuff, free school. Yeah. <laughs> what do
0: we have? Right.
1: Damn, that's what we get. America's the ghetto. <laughs> yeah.
0: it is. I say, what was the meme? America is oh oh uh, uh, the ghetto is the Gucci belt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's facts, bro. So, yeah. We pretended like we this damn fancy country. Right. So right? We don't have basic rights.
1: Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's move on to our next topic and our trending topic. As you all know, the much much anticipated. Uh, A whole lot of red by Playboy Cardi has come out and uh, it's been out in the streets for a little bit. You guys want to talk about y'all opinions on
0: that? I'm gonna say mine for the live.
2: (laughs) Well, I just want to ask, um, did you guys see like I know they kind of like spray painted um, WLR and 1225 like Mm -hmm. across some like billboards and also like some also like walls in downtown, yeah? Um, so it's kind of weird, um, well, I want to say like marketing for his Mm -hmm. album, but um. I would say that his album is now don't you know <laughs> look at me like that it is kind of good kind of good what I mean <laughs> hey, May, hey man oh, made me right.
0: three quality songs on yeah. it that is to the standard of dialect okay and I'll leave you alone
2: okay i will say what his first song that is really like on par of uh dialect is go to the moon Featuring Kanye West. Oh, man. But I, I, I will say Kanye West pretty much carried Playboy Cardi. He um, did. Exactly. He did. I'll give you that one. <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't know. The beat is one thing about Playboy Cardi is his beat selection is mm-hmm. always.
0: But, he, but that's not him, though. That's the, that's the damn producer, right? That's
1: the <laughs> well, beatmaker. he's the one who decides which, which one he want to rap on. I mean, I yeah. guess
0: that's
2: true. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. Um, his second song, I will say, um, is Beano. I don't even know what Bino even stands for to be honest, but (laughs) I definitely like that song. And then the third song I like like is um Sky. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I feel like in Sky he has like a his chill, like pretty much he's going back to his old ways where he's just having like a chill voice. And then his beat selection as well on that song too is just is is pretty good. I mean, I will say for sure like the album is twenty four songs long. That's way too long for Playboy Cardi. Way too long. He should have cut down to at least maybe 12, 14. Yeah. But I mean, just those amount of songs, they were overwhelming. But overall, I feel like the album was pretty good. I mean, it's not 2019 album of the year for sure, or 2020. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I got confused for a second, but yeah, it's definitely it's not. I erase 2020
3: year. from my memory. So
1: <laughs> yeah. you know what Russ, you had something you wanted to say about
3: it? Uh, shoot. I mean, you know, I, I fuck with it. Uh, to me, it's it kind of represents art. Like, when you look at art, you might not like it at first, but when you, like, sit down and then you really, you know, meditate with it, like, because I, 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 I listen to a whole lot of Red when um, I'm working out, and to me, like, that helps me, like, you know, because I be lit, I be turned. So, like, I'm, I'm over there doing bench presses going stupid. <laughs> so, like, it's like a situational thing. Like, no, I'm not going to listen to it if I'm trying to be on some deep stuff. But if I'm trying to get lit, like, mm. I feel like it's a perfect album for that. Like, like you said, the Beast Selections is crazy. Um, my man, he's not like going super lyrical. I mean, <laughs> but, you know, he'll get you turned and he'll get a party jumping. So, it all depends on what you're looking at, like, in that aspect. But, um, you know, I like Playboy Carter. I've been rocking with Playboy Carter for for a minute. So like I definitely like it, you know, and I like, you gotta respect an artist for doing something different. Yeah. And, you know, kinda of being themselves. So that's all I gotta say on that. Okay, I'm about to go in. Go, go
0: ahead. In. Go ahead and put in your, your words a whole lot of red and I'm about to go. Okay,
3: in. all right, yeah, yeah. Let me go, let
1: me go. I mean, I'm biased because I don't really like Playboy Carter, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Cause like the only I only like a few of his songs and I think it's like the most popular ones like Magnolia and something else. But, like, I just can't understand the baby talk. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Like, why? That's the
1: voice of
0: God, bro. Man,
1: you need to relax. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie. Why are we lying? Why we can't tell the truth? Hey, man, This man sounds crazy. He sounds, he sounds nuts. Nah, oh <laughs> Let me go ahead and take this mic.
0: Go Okay, ahead, so go ahead. to explain, call me, and I'm going to hit on everybody. Okay if you listen to jack harlow right if you listen mm -hmm. to him for a while he has this type of flow like it's almost like a trance that you get into and you kind of feel his mellowness and his uh, a how authentic he is come across to music Mm -hmm. and cardi doesn't make any sense but you definitely get in the cardi trance right and you listen to it and just everything meshes so well and on the project Die Lit, I feel like every song was a banger. And maybe it's due because the album was too long, or maybe that it was rushed. I just think it's not a generational album like Die Lit is. And obviously you can tell that I'm a Playboy Cardi fanboy, so... And can we just talk about why he's doing the satanic stuff? Like, he's <laughs> where did this come from? Like, he used to be a chill dude. Did the industry get to him, or?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird. When I saw Kanye West and Playboy, uh, Playboy Cardi making a song together, it was like a, a Christian and a Satan making a song together. <laughs> I just feel pretty weird about it. But I mean, the album cover—it definitely did remind me of like it was giving me like slasher vibes. Mm-hmm. Um... But I mean, I don't know. Like, do you think he like I don't know, worships like you know Satan and whatnot?
1: Wait, wait. Let me ask y'all this though. Like, what, what, what do you mean Satan vibes? Like, what did he,
0: he do? Has, he got his hair red. Yeah, I you saw know, that. He saw the merch. has like devil horns. And oh stuff. really? Like, like the and cross and stuff. Oh, oh really? Yeah, you didn't know that.
1: I didn't see none of that. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so it's it's kind of yeah. like some odd future type a, stuff, right? A
0: big thing. I think so.
3: It was a big thing. Yeah, I ain't really with all that though.
1: Yeah, but, um, yeah.
3: I just the I, satanic uh, messages and whatnot. But I mean, you know, things get weird when I people seen get seen, you seen, know seen, closer to the top. They they,
1: they change.
0: I know you got the inside right. Go ahead and tell us
3: about you and what you do. Okay, so for those who don't know, uh, I got you know a foot in the industry, uh, the entertainment industry. Uh, I work in the movie industry and I also do music as well. So I kind of like see what goes on behind the scenes you know saying not to get too deep into it but i do see a lot of people who be wearing like Baphomet uh shirts and things like that i mean whatever and there's also people who wear christian shirts but certain people who get to the top i feel like that there's you know there's you got it's like being in a, a fraternity or a sorority it's like a brotherhood so like they gotta know you down for whatever you know the message or whatever whatever it is that they trying to push know the narrative so i just feel like that once you get to a certain level and you want to get in that circle you gotta you know get down and lay down type shit so you think
0: at a certain point you either gotta play ball or that's where your career gets stunted at i
3: mean yeah i mean if you just look at history and just look at all the people who are at the top you know nine times out of ten they had some type of satanic or masonic you know imagery in their music videos or Mm whatever
0: yeah i i can pretty much agree with that mm-hmm. is there a few rappers that don't go that route right
3: right and you know like what happened to people like lauren hill you know saying like people who have positive messages like you don't see them at the top but you see someone who six commons. nine right right you never see lauren hill right. you know because she always late
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. well y'all have some more on that or we want to move oh, well next topic I'm sure we're all aware of just how many rappers in our community, or rappers that we all love, just just die. Like, usually at the hands of gun violence. Well, I'm going back to like X X S uh Pop Smoke, King Von. There's some other ones that like I don't really know their music, but I've heard a lot of stories where rappers are getting shot or gunned down, or you know, a lot of gun violence is playing into our rappers just disappearing. At a very young age. Right. So I wanted to ask you guys, like, what do we think? What is the cause of this? Is it like hip hop perpetuating some kind of narrative where you got to be, you know, hard or actually like shoot or like what do y'all think about that?
0: Yeah, and just to span on that, I, I think we can also cover, you know, like drug overdoses as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I really I mean, I hate to say it, but because I love rap music and I love the image and I love the culture, but I really think it's bad for us. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's like reality TV. You know, it's terrible for you, right. but you still watch it anyway. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. and it, and we continue to support music that is pushing false narratives and bad narratives, like yes. gun violence. Being a gangster is cool. Being hard is cool. I mean, it's cool. If you end up in jail or shot, right? Mm-hmm. Or popping pills is cool until you turn out to a drug addict and you die from a lean overdose.
3: Yeah, yeah. And then not only that, but like sometimes the people who promote this stuff or do or say these things don't even live that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's another thing that you got to look forward to. Yeah, well, real quick.
1: Future actually said that he stopped doing lean and drugs like a few years ago, like a,
2: some years back. Mm-hmm. What did you have to say, man? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I was just going to say like, so did you have you guys ever noticed like the rappers who died? Um, they actually have songs named Armed and Dangerous. Do you feel like that's some type of like i don't know weird little myth that's going on where if a a rapper yeah like a ritual where if a rapper made that type of song they'll just die like you know i never even knew
3: about that you said armed and dangerous yeah armed and
2: dangerous like look it up i mean pop smoke has a song named armed and and dangerous um king vaughn also has a song named armed and dangerous juice world he Also, has that oh, song. Yeah. That's
1: cool. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't hear about this. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. It, yeah,
0: is it because these people are making songs called Armored Dangerous that they're actually about the life, or is it is or you think it's more like oh, a like cult it. thing like they're <laughs> dying and going to a, a new realm of existence? <laughs> <laughs> um, I
2: definitely feel like with that type of song, they may just be talking about their lifestyle that they lived, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Um, but you know, maybe it could just be a cult. You know, maybe the industry wants them to make a song named that, and then who knows? Maybe the industry, like you know, has them like cut them off. You know, not figuratively and literally. You know, yeah. So, I think.
1: I mean, I don't. I don't know about that. I need to do some more research on the armed dangerous thing. But I just think that hip hop as a culture kind of goes back to what Jordan was saying, is that we kind of. We kind of make these rappers like we put them in this box like, okay, you're a rapper. You make a lot of money. You need to look like this. You need to dress like this. You need to talk like this. You need to have guns in your videos. You need to do drugs. You need to, you know, we put these rappers in such a small box that they are forced to keep living that same life even when they have money. Like why in the world? uh, Why in the world? Can a rapper put a, his address on in, on the internet and somebody run up in his house like like nothing like that? Like that's crazy. I that's,
3: think, oh, go sorry. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, my bad. Um, I think it's like a a whole "you live by the sword, you die by the sword" type yeah. of thing going on. Um, you know, I didn't know about the arm and dangerous thing. I I think that's kind of weird or crazy. But um, I, one thing you do notice about a lot of these people who are getting killed is that they one either rapped about or lived a certain lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know? So, so it like, you know, older generations told us for, for years, like you either gonna die or go to jail type shit, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like, I just kind of see that that's what's going on in, in my eyes because you don't see no country singer getting, you know, shot up or OD'ing like that, or they might OD, I Amy mean, has OD, but that's one that's, you know, how many, like yeah. 20, 30, however many artists there are that's in her genre. But uh, I just think that like rap just needs like a, a cleanse. We kind of need to go, I feel like we need to go back to a more positive, mm-hmm. uplifting people, like not tearing mm-hmm. shit down. Cause that shit is really like poison, Like,
0: mm-hmm. like it
2: is. you know what I mean? So where do you think uh, it all started? You know, like where pretty much rap became all about guns, violence. Like where do you guys think that all originated from? Well, I think that started with the the start like the dawn of gangster rap.
1: So yeah. I'm talking about like yeah, N.W.A. Mm-hmm. Can't I really? I'm blanking on like other names, but like right. I'm really thinking about N.W.A. because yeah. that that's when one one hip hop came into mainstream, right? And then two is when that's the sure. lyrics got really explicit and violent. Yeah. Is when. N.W.A. and all them started coming on the scene like you you can watch the movie and you'll see that they started banning their stuff like they couldn't perform nowhere because like that type of music just wasn't heard anywhere.
3: And, and another thing to add on top of that, I feel like uh, like white culture was able to see black culture and be like, <clears throat> oh, my God, this is what's going on in black neighborhoods. Like, you know, they talk about this gang shit and shootouts and shit like that. So it was entertaining to them and which made money was <clears throat> pushed more money into that industry, Mm -hmm. which also influenced other people who wanted to be successful like them to repeat their same steps.
0: Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And I think at at first, it was just, they were just spitting their reality, right? right? Like, because they were really going through that. Mm -hmm. But what I found, I find... Ironic nowadays is that a lot of these dudes that be saying all this gangster rap is middle class ass dudes. So it's like, dude, you ain't even seen a gun. Why you sitting here rapping? (laughs) You know, your real name is Lawrence, right? Right. So you know, why you trying to act hard? Yeah. Yeah. Shut up, Lawrence. All right. Lawrence going stupid. going
3: crazy.
1: (laughs) You guys had anything else about that? You want to move on? No, we
2: move on. Yeah, we move on.
1: (sighs) All right. Well. This is a topic I'm sure we all know well, that we've all heard about. We've all seen both sides, too. But I really wanted to talk to you all about the Tory Lanez, Megan The Stallion shooting. Do you all think that
2: it actually happened? Okay, so I will say this. I really think, in my opinion, that Tory Lanez did not shoot. Megan St- the stallion, mainly because um I don't know like the stories just seem so off like honestly, how do you get shot in the foot? I, I just don't understand like that's just so weird to me, like you telling me Tory Lane's got the aim of a like a Superman where he could just aim point and shoot Megan in the foot. Yeah, and then now they're just <laughs> like <laughs> now they're just over here, just like outcasting him, which isn't right. I feel like I just feel like in today's world, um, if you were to do something like that, then you'll just automatically like get canceled. Like that's the culture we unfortunately live in right now, where you do something bad, you definitely get canceled. But yeah, I definitely don't feel like Tori Lane shop making. I really feel like she's I don't know. I feel like they are messing around. And then she got mad that maybe, like, Tory Lane was um, flirting with Kylie Jenner. Y'all heard about the story, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's just... I feel like, like, they had an argument, and then somehow, some way, like, someone had a gun, or I think it was Tory Lane's gun, and then all of a sudden, the gun part just, like, discharged, and then kind of just ricocheted and hit Megan in the foot. And then that's why she's saying, like, Tory Lane shot her, because it was his gun. But... I don't think like Tory Lanez just has that heart to actually like go out and shoot someone, you know?
0: I mean, I, I kind of, I'm going to play devil's advocate, right? Why she had to lie exactly. to Tori I mean, I would just say this. It's like, like I
2: said, it's just jealousy, you know? Like, you definitely see someone you're messing with and that you like flirting <laughs> with someone else. And then from there, it's like, okay, this guy, he's over here cheating on me and whatnot. And then from there, it's like, you know, you're so mad at that person that you're willing to just kind of discredit him in all types
0: of way, you know? I mean, yeah, I I can see that point. And I think it's probably, honestly, I think the truth is gray. Like, my dad always says, life is not black or white, it's gray, Mm -hmm. right? So I think she did something embarrassing, and that's why she doesn't want to admit her part of the story. She just wants to put all the blame on Tory Lanes. I'm thinking, this is my guess, is that Tory Lanes was cheating. And then Megan Thee Stallion was trying to whoop up on my guy. And then my nigga pulled out that tool and shit got heated. <laughs> that's what I think, what I think <laughs> happened. But that's just my opinion.
3: Uh, I mean, hey, man. I don't know what happened with them folks, man. But they need to figure that shit out. And, yeah, I don't, I don't like getting into personal business like that because especially when everything's not like clear now in the open. So you don't really know who side you want to be on, who to believe or who not to believe. I mean, you want to believe Megan, but at the same time, they say her story don't add all, all the way up. And then you want to believe Tori. And then, you know, they're saying that he'd be acting a certain way. I don't know. But. Yeah, man. Like I said, man, peace, love, and happiness, man. If we practice that, then we ain't gotta worry about this other shit. Let <laughs> like, uh,
1: Kwame hit it. Yeah, let me let me talk to y'all real quick. So y'all are telling me this woman got shot in the foot, both feet. Not just one foot, both feet. Oh,
2: I thought it was one foot.
1: Nah, it was both feet. She they got shot.
2: Hold on, hold
1: on, hold on. Hold on. No, no, I'll let y'all talk. I'll let y'all talk. Let, let me talk. Records. Nah, nah. She took, she took pictures and put it on Instagram because she was so tired of y'all talking. This woman got shot in both feet. Didn't tell us who shot her at the fir- at first. Didn't say anything. Let people think that she got cut with some glass. The police eventually arrested Tori for possession of a gun and then, uh, you know, for shooting her. And y'all still don't believe
3: that she got shot? I don't think he got arrested for shooting her. He did. He did? Yeah. He he just got arrested for the possession.
1: At first, but then, like, after everything came out, they arrested him.
0: Every man is innocent until proven guilty.
1: Yeah, but know. like, come on, man. It, there's too much circumstantial. It's his gun in his car, and she got shot. Who else shot her?
0: You can't be too, that naive to think that's the whole story, though. But like, wh- what, know, what's the story? We don't know. That's what we're trying to figure out. There, there was, to, look, bruh, there was, was only
1: four people in the car him, his bodyguard, another girl, and Megan. One
2: of them people shot her. So, you, you who is it? I think it's the girlfriend. I mean, first of all, what's Torn Lane's motive to being able to shoot Megan in both her feet? Like, I, I just don't understand. Or really that's some John Wick niggas shit. get mad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can understand one foot, but both feet? How
1: does that happen? Just aim at the feet, bro. I don't know. <laughs> just shoot at the feet. You'll you'll find out. Man, that's come on. Reason. Nah, I
0: can't. I like believe.
1: That. I stand with Meg. Meg, if you're listening. This Kwame saying it, I stand with you. Um, you know, you could still, you could hit my line anytime you want to. I can give you my number. So like, so real
0: reason why. <laughs> like, hey, no Relax, no problem, bro, You can slide in my DM. Oh, dude. nah, he didn't believe you.
1: <laughs> he didn't believe you. Oh, nah. <laughs> All right, well, on to our next trending topic. If you don't know already, I'm a huge Drake fan. Love Drake. Favorite rapper. For sure, hundred percent, hands down.
0: Trash.
1: Relax. Anyways, his next upcoming album, Certified Lover Boy. So it's supposed to be out
0: January. Where's the album? We don't know where it is. He gotta find somebody to steal to work from first. So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he definitely needs a ghostwriter. Nah, nah, I, I love Drake, but um, I mean, I feel like he could since it's called Certified Lover Boy. You know, it could come out next month, which is Valentine's Day. Mm. Yeah, this like. will definitely give the ladies, you know, some good captions on their Instagrams, mm-hmm. Twitters, mm-hmm. Facebooks, whatever. I mean, definitely give the you know the guys a good you know in their feelings because of it's you know in Valentine's Day or just you know in February. Yeah, but yeah, um, I mean, yeah, yeah, seriously. So definitely gonna be making some more Corona babies. You know, you feel me? Is that what we call it, the Corona babies? I mean, I guess so. <laughs> uh,
1: that actually that remi- not reminds me, but that, that brings up a good question for y'all that we can kind of transition to. So nowadays, like it seems like there's a lot of pressure on like artists to like put out an album like every year, every two years, or something like that. You know, back in the day before like the digital media age, there was more more space in between projects like three years, sometimes it could be five years or something like that. Do y'all think that that should come back or like
3: what what y'all think about that? Uh, Well, okay. Uh, I think the reason why um, artists are pressured to come out with um, an album every year is two things. One, like the consumers are just so used to consuming so much and they're used to getting shit microwavable fast Mm -hmm. that they want shit like this and they don't want to wait no two, three years. And two, uh, because of like label issues, you know, artists having to pay their money back to their labels. So in order for them to pay out that debt, they got to come up with an album and generate more money. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the reason why that that is the way it is
0: yeah i think uh, millennials and what's it what are they call z generation x i can't keep up with the new <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah whatever I think. we got phones and we got access right. to it, whatever so i think our attention spans are short so mm-hmm. if you if you if you've been out legendary projects like kansas lamar you can wait two three right. maybe four years that's pushing mm-hmm. it but if you trash yeah and you just release the high music we need that constant boy we can't we really be <laughs> waiting no three years for no trash project to drop <laughs>
2: So, I mean, I definitely agree with Jordan. Um, I definitely feel like, you know, or at least I feel like new artists have to continuously put out new albums um, because, you know, the new generation, like their attention spans just go quick. So they definitely had to keep their attention in order to, you know, release um, new music or to be able to, you know, still be lit, you know? And then I guess like for like, the old heads or like the legendary artists like drake kendrick lamar j cole they can just be able to like put out albums whenever um and then you know i think well i don't know if kendrick lamar has his own label i don't think he does Uh, yeah but definitely like drake and um j cole like since they have or they own their own uh label then they can be able to like put out music whenever they feel like it
0: yeah that's a good
1: point yeah i agree i agree with all that um our next trending topic uh recently disney has announced a whole bunch of marvel i, I know with the pandemic uh, a lot of marvel films and tv shows have been pushed back or they stop production or things like that but disney has announced a lot of marvel tv shows coming to disney plus you know n- new movies coming out as well they they even said that they're not um they're not recasting Black Panther. So, you know, Chadwick's character is going to, I guess, die in the movies. But uh, what do you guys
2: think about uh, Marvel coming back? Um, so I do know, like, a whole bunch of movies are coming out this year, um, like Black Widow. Um, if you watch Infinity War, um, big spoiler alert, uh, Black Widow, she did die. So I'm guessing in this movie, um, the difference going to be telling about her like backstory a lot um and then they're also coming out with venom 2 which is just you know the sequel to venom and i feel like that's be a good movie um that's mainly just going to be talking about you know of course venom and whatever uh type of plot that he has in that movie and then i also saw like another movie where um it's called what if um i guess it's where it's going to be alternate universes in the marvel world Um, so it's going to be like some of the actions or choices that they pick and then just spin off in a whole different um, alternate universe so I definitely want to see like or if they like have it in a way where I guess if Thanos died so early in the Infinity War um, then yeah that'll definitely be like a good watch I would say yeah uh,
1: I think with Marvel coming back it kind of making me realize how trash DC is, cause <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even watch I didn't even watch all the uh uh what's it called Wonder Woman, Woman Wonder Woman yeah. the
3: new
1: Wonder Woman 1984 I didn't even watch the entire movie, I just saw a couple of scenes and I was like oh this is trash <laughs> oh. I haven't seen a single DC movie that I've liked like I didn't like uh, Don of Superman or uh well actually I liked Aquaman I liked Aquaman that was the only one that I liked but all the other live action ones trash what about the Christian Bale Batman and and that don't DC? count that
0: don't count I Is mean that DC?
1: that's not part of that they try to make their own universe oh okay that's why they started over because like, the movie's five. Oh, yeah those are the best super movie superhero movies period right, but I like it, as far as that DC EU that they're trying to create yeah. with with those actors like it's it's boo boo.
0: No, I agree. It's yeah. They need yeah. to step up their game. They're not nice. getting my money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we want to move on to the next topic?
1: Yeah. So the last topic for our trending topic section, our lives have been totally swallowed up and affected by the coronavirus. I'm sure yours has been too. Are you guys going to take the vaccine?
0: Yes, no, Why? I'm extremely interested to get Russ's take on this, but I'll go ahead and speak first. I'll save his for last. So, <laughs> look, I understand that as black folks, that white folks do not have the best track record of doing us right when it comes to things like this, like vaccines and government programs. And I do understand that. We can take this Tuskegee Airmen, for example, but because I think this is a global issue and they're not just trying to give these vaccines to only black folks, I think it's a lot more safe this time around compared to previous times in history. There is a warning that I have seen, though, is that you, I forgot what it is, it's called. But it, if you take the vaccine, there's a chance that your face can get, uh paralyzed for like up to, I think, a month. But it, it's they saying it's just temporary. And it's like what? a one in ten. Yeah, look it up. It's a one in ten thousand yeah, chance. I've seen something like that. No, that's real. No, that's a real thing. Look it up. I swear to you. All right, That's real.
1: It's I different. Know, I don't
2: know. I'll definitely look that up. um So yeah, I'll definitely be taking the vaccine. Um, one of my friends, they, they're a nurse, so they had to take the vaccine, and I mean, they said they felt fine, although um where they shot, you know. Her in the arm for the vaccine, her arm did feel pretty numb for quite a while. So that's kind of like the only side effect I've only like heard about. But um, I don't know. I just feel kind of weird about the vaccine as well, too. Like, I, I don't really want to take it because it's kind of weird where they created a vaccine so quickly. You know, it's record breaking, but. We still got other diseases that still, you know, that needs to have or have attention to. But I just feel like, you know, this is Ollie's so weird enough for me. Like, I just feel like maybe the government's up to something and they're going to implant like tracking devices into us. I don't know. I just feel like with the vaccine, like it's just I got to be cautious. Um, I definitely I'm definitely going to wait to take it. Um, Maybe like. Towards the end of the year, but not anytime soon. All right, <clears throat>
1: it's Kwame here. Black people, let me talk directly to y'all. Let me give. Let me. Let me just first start off with. I understand where you're coming from. I know how you feel about doctors, for good reason. Doctors have not done Black people right in America. And I'm not just talking about the Tuskegee experiment, but like just across the board with. Um, Medical students usually think that black people can take more pain. Uh, medical students don't really, you know, try and understand, you know, what treatments work for black people because, you know, there are differences in our bodies in terms of like what works and what doesn't work. And, you know, there's just so many like examples that I can give you as to why the medical community should not have the black people's trust. But what I say, I say all that to say this though, we need to take this vaccine. And we need to take it because this is different. This is a global pandemic that is affecting every single part of our lives. You can't go outside right now. Why? Because of Corona. And the, there's one thing that can stop Corona and you don't want to take it. I get it. I get it. I'm not saying I don't get it. I get it. But like, come on.
2: Like, What else are you going to do? So question for you, Kwame, in Mango here. Um, have you ever took the flu vaccine? No. So what makes you think that since the flu is still like widely known and, you know, there's cases of it each and every year, why have you took the flu vaccine but you want to take, you know, the vaccine for COVID? <clears throat> That's a good question. So, the thing with the flu
1: vaccine is I didn't take it because I've never gotten the flu, I've never seen nobody with the flu, like in my family, like I'm not you know, I'm not really worried about the flu. I'm worried about corona. Cause I've I've seen people like friends actually who've had like parents pass away because of corona. So I'm worried about it. And the thing with the thing that I, I guess a lot of people don't understand is that this isn't just some new vaccine that like they didn't they started from scratch from. Like there's coronaviruses that exist. Like the SARS virus is a coronavirus. And so they have a lot of like templates to work with, a lot of like starting points that they can start from to get this vaccine. And this is the first time, you know, so much money and time and effort has been put into one disease to get one vaccine out. So like, you know, it's different from all the other diseases that we've seen because we haven't seen any disease where the entire world was trying to solve and get it, you know, vaccinated this quickly. So that's why I think it's different.
0: Yeah, I just want to add, it's not like we're young, right? So there's going to be plenty of test subjects before us. So I, I really don't think we have anything to worry about. I think literally every single person, maybe 90% of America is going to be vaccinated before we even get the chance to take it. Facts. So we can see the disastrous consequences if there isn't before we take it.
3: Uh, hey world, what's up? Russ here, aka Casino, aka yeah. So, um, me, I uh, nah, I'm good on that vaccine, homie. Um, I feel like if Dr. Sabi was still alive, he would have been cured, had to care for that thing. You know what I mean? But, you know, people like him aren't here right now and anybody who try to promote people like him will promote his message seem to disappear. So, um, with that being said, I think that, sorry about that. As uh human beings, I feel like we can heal ourselves and I feel like we don't, we don't think that we can, but we really can, and it's like a lifestyle thing. So, for instance, uh, if I'm, like, doing cardio all the time, if I'm, like, eating right, if, if I'm eating healthy, if I'm out here in nature, like, they say food is medicine. Like, that's what the ancients say, you know what I mean? So, like, I feel like we need to get back to our roots when it comes to things like that and not just listen to what everybody has to say and just why? why would you – why would you trust a man-made object versus a natural object? I just don't, that to me, I just don't understand that. But I mean, that's all I got to say about that right now. If anyone else want to add on to that.
0: I mean, uh, I think we just have a different opinion yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's fine, true. Yeah, same. That's fair. Yeah, so we can go ahead and go into the debate topics. We actually have covered some of this stuff, so... I'm going to shorten this. I think uh, the trending topics ran a little bit long. So the number one question is, should black people be able to wear their hair in corporate America? And I'm asking this because, as you know, our podcast is called The Corporate Savages. And as black men in corporate America, I seriously would love to wear dreadlocks. But I'm afraid if I do, then I'm not going to get pushed up the corporate chain.
2: Yeah, I definitely do feel like... um especially in corporate America, like they view hair as kind of like a image of yourself. So I just feel like, um, you know, if you were to wear like dreadlocks, they'll associate that with being a thug, you know? And sadly, like for black people, like hair is like a, a style or, you know, of yourself. And to be able to not be able to like express that in corporate America, um it's just very depressing i would say but i mean i do feel like um i don't know like corporate america should be able to like you know you know be open to this so did you know that actually um in georgia henry county that they or it might be henry or full i can't remember which one but they definitely um like passed a law for black women to be able to wear their hair without being discriminated so um, I feel like you know, in the coming years, it'll definitely become like maybe like a federal law where we can be able to like express our hair however however
0: we want to, and not you know feel any type of way about it. To play devil's advocate, because this is the debate topic section, so if I was a corporate America, if I had a black employee, right, I would want the black employee to assimilate with everybody else. So maybe. They feel like you trying to wear your hairstyle like that is a rebellion sign. Like you don't want to assimilate with a corporation and with America. Why would you want them to assimilate? Because assimilation is good for business. If If you truly adopt the corporate viewpoints and how you should act in corporate America, then I believe that will lead to more profits.
1: I don't I don't agree with that. I think assimilation <laughs> is how you get stagnation in ideas. Like you have to have different people in the boardroom so that you can have different ideas so that you can, you know, make the best product. So I think if everybody is exactly the same, you're not really going to have somebody to say no to something or, you know, bring up something new. But to go back to your question, should black people be able to wear their hair in corporate America? And the answer is yes, of course they should. Um but why that doesn't happen is is because I think respectability, how it is now, is based in whiteness. Like when I say that, I mean like when we think of somebody who is respectable, who is a nice person or whatever, we automatic or not automatically, but a lot of people think of a white person or you know a nice white girl who has like blonde hair and is is all cute and perky and whatever. Like that's how we see. You know respectability so like that extends itself to corporate america where they like okay if you want to work here you gotta you gotta look like this you gotta dress like this you gotta talk like this that's why we oh, sometimes we even change yeah. up our accents and sure. how we talk just sure. so that we can you know make them feel comfortable well, so i got a question
3: i got a question all right so and i'm speaking while well, i'm asking for like about white people um in the corporate world because i'm not in the corporate world right so i have this is a little off subject for me, but can a white person, can they wear a mohawk or can they, like, dye their hair color in the corporate world? No,
0: right? Because I think it's about simulation. They right. have a product that they're trying to push and, unfortunately, dreads mm-hmm. or, you know, tattoos or mohawks right. don't fit that, uh, that, that mode that they're trying to push.
3: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Because
0: they're trying to be as less expensive as possible. I don't even think, honestly, I don't even think Corp. America gives a damn. I just think that they feel like they can lose money due to that. And we all know Corp. America loves money more than skin color or hair. So
2: That's true, yeah.
0: Facts. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we can move on to the next topic. As we're all Georgia boys, we love the Atlanta Falcons, right? But we all disagree on one topic, and that's our beloved quarterback, Matt Ryan. So I'm going to go ahead and let Kwame, since you know he's a sports guy, I'm going to go ahead and let him lead. And I'm going to shred his arguments up. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Well, the question here is, should the Falcons rebuild or keep Matt Ryan? And my answer is a little bit of cop-out because I think we really should do both.
0: You can't. Nah, yes, you winning. can. Hey, hey,
1: let me talk, though. <laughs> nah, bro, listen. What we need to do is keep Matt Ryan, but rebuild so that when he is done with his career, we have somebody else waiting right there that we can, you know, pass the reins off to. Why would you get rid of a, a quarterback who's performing at least in the top 15 to, to just, like, find somebody new?
0: How are you a good quarterback, but you can't win games? You cannot tell me that you sit here it's a and team watch sport. Okay, but he it starts from the leader, right? When you watch these games, you can't tell me that the Falcons have confidence that Matt is gonna get in there and win the game for them. You talk to them? You can look it in their eye, man. You, you but have you talked you talked to Julio, you asked him that? You can you can tell. How many games did we lose in the last quarter? More than half, right? Matt Ryan is not a good leader.
2: Matt Ryan is not clutch. But how many? How
1: many of those? Those losses were on Matt Ryan. Answer me that. Fifty percent of them, yeah, (laughs) at least. (laughs) Nah, bro. Nah. Okay. All right. So then, my question is: We okay? We get rid of Matt Ryan. Correct. What happens next?
0: We tank. We already tanked. Exactly. <laughs> okay, but we got to start looking for, I understand, but the, the problem is Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is a good quarterback, right? i admit that. Mm-hmm. But he, he's getting paid way too much money to lose games. We can get some money cheap in there and lose games the same and give money to the rest of the team. That's the thing I don't understand. He's getting paid way too much yeah. to be average.
2: I definitely do think um, the Falcons are spending way too much money on Matt Ryan. I mean, his contract is, like, one of the top highest paid quarterbacks um, right now. But I do feel like they definitely do need to get rid of Matt Ryan and definitely um, get someone from the draft and be able to, like, build around him. All right. So so let me, let me bring it on home,
1: all right? So if we keep Matt Ryan, we draft, like Mang said, we draft somebody new in right. the top of the draft who's really good, and we have him on the bench.
0: What does that hurt? We're not pinning him on a bench. Why? Because Matt Ryan is old as hell. But listen. His contract is too crazy getting paid way too much we money. we can't get
1: rid of him because Why of his not? contract. The well, they contract sit his ass too? on
0: the bench. Well, a young rookie get in there and get some experience.
1: Have you ever been to a job where they ask you to, to, to just jump out the gate and just be in the fire? Or you've been trained first? Let me ask that. Hey, man,
0: the best experience is being thrown in the fire. That being in corporate America, I can say that's true. They, they lying to y'all. <laughs> they lying. Hey, you're going to suck you the first
1: one two, time. You at least had two weeks of training when you came man, to this they truck. sent
0: me on site the first week. I don't want to oh, hear man. that. That's the they, sure.
2: they did right by me and gave me two weeks of training. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, you know, they do really have to give you some training first. But, I mean, okay, trying to, you know, really back in, you know, for the Falcons, I mean, you know, they draft someone new. Of course, like, he has to go through, um, you know, some practice games and whatnot. But I feel like, you know, uh, once he's done with those practice games, he'll be able to, like, perform top, you know, level, just like Matt Ryan, too, you know? He could be able to, like, you know, sync with Julio Jones, um, Todd Gurley, you know? I I really do feel like, you know... The
0: Falcons really just need to rebuild, like I said. I must admit, though, we have no running game. So (laughs) (laughs) if we get rid of Matt Ryan, I guess the question is how do we get rid of Matt Ryan's crazy contract because nobody's you gonna take, nobody's take that shit on you can't why the hell are they able they take that on and that's why we gotta keep him <laughs> no so he he's basically ho- holding us at gunpoint yeah, that, yeah. hey you, that's oh what the God. that's the contract
1: he negotiated oh you, can't, you can't you can blame so him sad. i think
2: we gotta wait till like
1: 2024 oh, hell or no. like oh okay. yeah or 20 yeah yeah like to the next two years oh, okay but either way all the good quarterbacks right or not all of them, but most of the good quarterbacks right now. Well, yeah, but most of the good <laughs> quarterbacks right now, they had some time to understand the game and learn. Look at Patrick Mahomes, he was on the bench for like One, a year yeah. or two years. Look at Aaron Rodgers, he shouldn't been on the
0: bench at all because that man. Okay, goal. but, but now look, look at
1: goal. him. But now look at him.
0: All right, but he didn't need that time. Look at the Aaron
1: Rodgers.
0: He, he didn't was mean on to the tie on the bench. bench. He was Aaron Rodgers on the bench. You should have been him in there. Right.
1: I'm just saying, the really good quarterbacks had time to sit down, learn how you got your two weeks training, how I got my two weeks training. He could, he need to get his his training too.
0: Hey, well, he can get his training in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good wrap up point for that one. So we can go ahead and go on. Hopefully, y'all did your research because I did ask y'all this. The number one songs, if you ain't, if you don't have an album, you can say song of 2020. It's looking like people didn't do their research. So I'm gonna go ahead and talk to give them a chance to get their answers together. Hands down, yes, I, I'm an Eminem stan, but hands down, music to be murdered by is the fiercest album of 2020. <clears throat> it had hits. It had lyrics. It had beats it had litness it's a complete project i just don't think there's anything better than that in 2020 and even though whole lot of red was did not meet up to my expectations it is a lit project and it's definitely my go-to for the gym like russ says what i'm trying to you know i'm i gotta do squats because i hate squats if I turn on a whole lot of red, I promise you I bench at least a hundred more pounds every yes, single sir. time. At least a hundred yes, more sir. pounds when I turn on that album. And That's all <laughs> of That might be a, a slight flex, but I'm definitely <laughs> a slight flex. You know your boy repping <laughs> you know, six hundred. Nah, I wish. Okay, I
2: mean, okay, I mean, hey, if that's your opinion. I definitely disagree on the Eminem number one album. <laughs> no, um, I definitely kind of feel like Eminem kind of lost his touch a bit.
0: Oh, that's so far! What are you talking yeah. about? 100%. That song yeah. is amazing. You want to tell me sit here and look me in the face and tell me the song Godzilla is not fire? But that's featuring who again? World. Juice World. And I think, yeah, I did like that song. thank you. That song is fire. Let's not say I it and lie that. like the song not.
2: I mean, I just feel like with Eminem songs, like. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I feel like, you know, features kind of just add, like, another type of good layer to a song. But, um, I don't know, like, with Eminem, like, you definitely remember some of his, like, old classic songs. Um, you definitely don't remember, like, or I, at least I don't remember his last album, which was, you know, what was, what was the album name again? Kamikaze. Oh, yeah, I definitely don't remember that album name. It's it's not my one
0: album. And he set the road on fire <laughs> once again with oh, Kamikaze oh, yeah. and music to be murdered by... <laughs>
2: Uh, So I would say for my number one album of 2020 is Lil Baby, My Turn. Hands down, I mean, that album is pretty good. Like, I would say the number of times I have went back and just listened to that whole album is, like, beyond me. And to be honest, like, this year I became a Lil Baby fan. Mm. I mean, it's like, like I said, it's like, I don't know, like, I'll be in someone's car, right? And then some song will play, and I'll be like, oh man, like, who's that by? Lil Baby, right? And then they were like, yeah, you know, it's Lil Baby. It's off of his album, by its turn. I'm like, oh shit, like, okay, let me give that a listen. And I go back and listen to it. You know and I mean, like, I don't know. I just feel like Lil Baby pretty much was like on fire for all of 2020. Like, you definitely saw him in a lot of features, yeah. and he, like, this is his time now. Like, I definitely feel like this is his, like, album of the year. Like, if he don't win a Grammy, this year, I'll be pissed yeah, off. Yeah, I think he needs to wear a Grammy. Was he nominated?
0: Yeah, he was nominated. Okay. Hey, the baby, let's not sleep on the baby. Yeah, I'm about to The baby has been dropping some gems now. This man has been consistently dropping his. The baby or Lil Baby? The baby oh, okay. has been consistently dropping dimes. Yeah. His hold shit is now. fire What are you hold talking on, about on, the on, baby? On, hold
2: on, hold on. What Wait you talking about His last previous album uh, Blaming on baby When you wearing the mask Which yes. is pretty much
0: It's all Everything he drops Is fire
2: Everything he drops Sound the same
0: Okay, but, (laughs) hey.
1: He used the same, and if if
0: it sells, it sells. sells. (laughs) And it's because it's fire. Every time he drops it, it's still fire. And the sales reflect that. If people didn't want to hear that, they wouldn't buy it, right? They wouldn't listen to it.
1: Wait, wait, wait. So sales
0: means that you're (coughs) fire? No. So that means Drake is the best rapper then, huh? (laughs) No, not necessarily, but it's definitely definitely an element, a, a part of it. But Drake has finesse women, right? Let me let me go ahead. I know this is a... I'm still giving y'all time mm-hmm. to get y'all songs and albums. But <laughs> no, Drake has a... finessed the woman's mind. <laughs> I literally have talked to women before told me that they were in a relationship with Drake. I swear <laughs> I'm not lying to you. This is not a push. This is not me flexing. Literally they told me they're not talking to me because they in a relationship with Drake. That's Drake has a mind control. She was just trying to curve you. (laughs) She really believed it. (laughs) Drake is a mastermind. He's controlling women. I don't think niggas streaming Drake music like that. I could be wrong. I think it's mostly women. Oh, there's some women. sad
3: boys out here streaming Drake's music. Yeah. Yeah. There's some
0: sad boys.
3: Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, I'm <laughs> guilty. I was I'm number a, one like on the boys. list. What you mean? some
0: lover boys out here
3: that Yeah. I'm a lover, lover boy. boy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, as, as far as albums though, y'all got, y'all, how, how can y'all forget about Eternal Take, man? Like, to mm. me, that did the best, mm. you know what I'm saying, album wise. Like, that man, what, 300,000 in the first week? I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't my favorite album. My favorite album was honestly D Smoke album, uh, Black heavy Oh yeah, that. That was my high favorite high artistic high. wise, but as far as numbers and just like you know trending topics or whatever, you know, we on discussion like. But yeah, Little Uzi, his shit did. His shit went. That shit
0: went up. I'm not sure. gonna lie. First time I heard Eternal Take, this is gonna shock the world. I don't care. I thought it was trash, but. Now that I've revisited the project, it's actually pretty fire. I'm not gonna lie. At first, I thought it was garbage, but that nigga snapping, boy. He a little weird, but that man snapping. Yeah, Yeah,
1: well, for me, I mean, I think a lot of y'all, which y'all said was was true. Um, But my favorite, just my personal favorite album from last year, was um, Jack Harlow. That's what they all say. Like, I feel like he had, you know, one of the best flows that I heard all year. His his content was kind of new and different. Like he's kind of talking about like, you know. His life basically and like how fame has kinda of changed the people around him. And uh I really I just really liked the album. I really liked it. It was it was one of my favorites of last year.
3: My favorite song was uh Lil' Baby. Um was it called? Bigger Picture. Yeah, Bigger Picture. Oh yeah, that that, that, that yeah. to me like wrapped up the whole twenty 2020- twenty Like, perfectly. Right. And that really surprised me coming from him. Like, I
2: didn't expect Lil Baby to make a song like that. So that's what I'm saying. Like, 2020, honestly, Lil Baby had it. I mean, it was his year, to be honest. It definitely was his year. For sure. 100%.
0: So kind of a transition to uh, a new debate topic. Especially with, you know, we had the craziness that Trump tried to pull recently. Why are black people... Poor Republicans considered traitors to other black folks why can't you have a political opinion that's different from somebody else and not be ostracized by your your community
3: well in my opinion um I feel like black people have been conditioned to just go with the Democrats like off jump uh, majority majority of us and then there's some people who or I look at it as like, a, some people are Republican because they like, are into business and they're into making money. There's different reasons. Like I feel like everybody's different. But I think that, in my opinion, I feel like the reason why people feel like they're traitors is because when you think of Republican, you usually, first thing that comes to your mind is like, you know, uh, some racist, redneck, white people. That's usually what black people first come to mind when they think of Republican. So I feel like if they see someone who is a Republican... Regardless of talking to that person or not, and finding out why they're Republican, they just automatically assume that oh, this person is not one of us. He's you know the the dude from Django, uh Samuel Jackson character <laughs> that shit. I've been
0: seeing all the men, That should be hilarious. Yeah. So you think it's like the I forgot what what what's I forgot what it's called, but the kind of like the Uncle Ruckus type yeah. mentality of a black yeah. person, like, like Uncle Tom. Yeah, like an Uncle Tom yeah. type mentality. Yeah, that they yeah. have for black folks.
2: Um, I mean, I would say. I don't think black people are traitors. I mean, since we all live in America, there's one thing I'm just going right. to say, and that's the First Amendment. And we all have, you know, free speech. Right. So, I mean, you definitely can't hate someone, mainly because, you know, they side or they have a whole different political view than you. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I definitely do feel like the black people who are like, who do have like a Republican view have definitely um lived a whole different lifestyle than you.
3: Yeah, I agree.
2: Yeah. I think I think black
1: Republicans are considered traitors because, you know, a lot like what, what Russ was saying, a lot of people associate Republicans with racism and, you know, people who just don't like black people or immigrants yeah. or anything like that. And like to associate yourself with a party that has people that, you know, are openly racist, like, are are backed by the KKK. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, even to me, sometimes I'm just like, oh, okay. I, I mean, if you're a Republican and you're black, like, yeah. obviously that means you you a coon for sure. Like, that's that's just how I right. feel.
3: And just a quick history lesson, not to get off topic, not too off topic, but the uh, KKK started in the Democratic Party, just mm-hmm. so everyone knows, to those who didn't know that. But I know that has nothing to do with today because yeah, – yeah. Shit they switches, party, right? Yeah. The Swiss parties. Yeah. But a lot of people didn't know that. So mm-hmm. like I said, always do your research on whatever you associate yourself with, whether it be Democrat, independent, republic, anything, like gang, whatever. Like just always do your research on that. And uh, I'm gonna pass it off to whoever would like to speak.
1: Well real quick, once just one quick mm-hmm. one quick thing. I do think, though, that you should be able to and al- are allowed to have your own different opinion. Yeah. But it's just the fact that the Republican Party is associated with racists. I think that's why. Yeah. You, you shouldn't really try and associate yourself with Republicans. You can be like, oh, I'm for, you know, business rights or, you know, lower taxes or whatever else. But if you if you want to, like, wholesale associate yourself to that party like just considering who the president was
0: like. So I'm going to look at you sideways. That's it. That's right. I mean, honestly, man, was, I'm trying to open up like a real estate business recently, and now that I've been getting more into the tax laws and our tax incentives, like I can see the bill being Republican. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, but yeah, it, it's like... It, it, It almost is like you care more about money than people, you know? mm -hmm. And unfortunately, you can't just take the best parts of each party. You have to kind of vote and stick to one party. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, I kind of like the economic policies of Republicans, but I like the social the social agenda of Democrats. And Mm -hmm. I wish I could choose both, but to me, the social agenda is more important than the economics. That's why I'm a vote Democrat. Well, Mm
3: -hmm. I mean, what's to say that we as a people, and I'm not talking about black people, but all people, like Mm -hmm. why we can't just start another party where we have both ideologies that come into play to where, you know, it helps everybody out or everybody find a balance in between. Because I do feel like some you know, parties are a little bit too far whichever way, you know, like in some of their ways of thinking. But we had something that was in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like like Jordan was saying, like focus on finances and people's health and, and safety and all that and education. Oh man, we'd be right but
0: sure.
2: killing it. Could that ever exist? I mean I just always feel like there's always a trade off in, in, you know, either or like I just feel like we can't really have, you know, good finances and also you know being very social as well too it just always has to be like some type of trade-off
0: i agree with you but it's not like other countries don't do this right like canada and yeah. sweden like they treat their people well but mm-hmm. they still one of the richest countries in the world. Mm-hmm. they just don't be trying to make money at people's expense like yeah. how yeah. america does america uh. gives no fucks like <laughs> we want something we go gonna find a reason to get into war and take it from you so right. i think mean, we go a little too far on that end
1: and I just want to say like in the well not even in the constitution but originally like there weren't any parties like people ran and they had ideas behind them and then people got behind them and then that's how that's how they intended for you know the political discourse to happen in America like the founding fathers didn't want political parties to happen I don't know when that you know split eventually did happen but like I feel like that's probably part of the reason why they didn't want political parties in the first place, because you're going to have to be associated with everything that party stands for instead of, you know, picking and choosing what you want. So I don't even think I don't even think that having a two party system is right, because yeah, t- yeah. how can two two parties like encompass everything that you want in life or like or, you know, what I'm saying like you know, we need to have mo- to multiple. Yeah, we need yeah. to have multiple options. And I'm not just saying like
0: a third party. We. Like 10. What's up? Let me get 10 parties. I mean, I guess technically you could vote independent, right? But it's like you're almost throwing your vote away. Right. It feels like. We so need viable options. We wearing. need viable options. Yeah. Kind of a sin. This isn't on our list, so we kind of free-balling. But, you know, I got to turn up the heat because it's our first episode. Yeah. So we have, I forgot what his name is, but it's a black billionaire. And he recently paid for everybody's tuition at Morehouse. when he was speaking at it but there was a huge back a backlash from the black community because he didn't have a black wife so do you believe that a black man can be for the culture and for the people even though he does not have a black wife
1: yes i don't i don't really (laughs) like as long as you're not disrespecting black people you're not being racist you're not you know, perpetuating any, like, stereotypes about black women or anything like that. Like, I don't see a problem. Love who you
2: love, man. Yeah, I mean, kind of, like, you know, depends on where he, like, grew up or came from, you know. He probably came from the streets, you know. You never know. Like, and maybe he just has a whole different taste of, of women. Maybe he doesn't really want to date black women, you know. Like, do you necessarily have to, like, marry a black woman in order,
0: you know, to be for the culture? A lot of people would say yes, because obviously, a lot of people, not that I'm saying that I agree with this, a lot of people would say that he has self-hate in himself, and that's why he doesn't want a black woman. How do you feel about that?
3: Uh, I feel like that um, sometimes that people, let's say, all right, say I'm a black man, right, but I'm a nerd, right? And I like black women, but we all know majority of black women don't go for the nerds. They go for the bad boys, right? They, go, You know? Just being real. So if I'm going throughout my life and I'm, you know, I'm shooting my shots and, I, you know, I know who I'm going to be. I know I'm going to be somebody big one day. So, of course, I'm shooting for the best looking, you know, women. So if I keep shooting my shot, but, yeah, these same women don't want me, then I'm going to go somewhere else, you know, just being honest. Now, I'm not saying that that's what I promote or anything like that, but at the same time, we got to show, like, self-love and we all gotta be on the same page. So you can't be mad at somebody if you didn't want that person. You know, if they decide to go outside their race, you can't be mad at them if you yourself didn't give this person a chance. And uh, that's all I'm gonna say on that. Dang, I forgot what I was gonna
0: say. Yeah, <laughs> hey. I think it's enough. We're gonna save. this is starting to get heated in here. Yeah. I'm getting hot in my sweatshirt, so. <laughs> We're going to save the rest of the debate topics for episode two. I do want to move into our individual sections. So basically, real quick, what this is, is that we're all going to get a chance to talk about something that we're passionate about. Man, you want to, you want to say something? Oh, yeah. Well,
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so um, definitely going to go off to the individual sections. Um, so I guess if we can start off with my section. So my section is mainly about relationships, right? And, you know, we all are, you know, we, we've we had different relationships and whatnot. But uh, I definitely just want to, you know, give some, like, type of relationship advice. So um, the type of advice I want to give is just mainly, like, you just you definitely want to take a step back uh, when the ball is in their court. And um, this advice really applies to everything from dating to relationships, to friendships, even to that one person you keep sending memes to. So if this, if this situation sounds similar to you, where it's like you send a meme or a text to someone and they kind of respond half-heartedly while you're sending paragraphs upon paragraphs, sh- showering them with love and attention. Uh, you send something else and they leave you on read. Uh, and then you see that they're active on Instagram or Facebook or something. Um, then you definitely t- need to start like falling back. And, um, when you're definitely in a situation like this next time, uh, you definitely just want to like, wait for them to respond. Um, it's up to them mainly because the ball is in their court and there's nothing you can really do about it. And yeah, it could be a, te- it could be tempting, but it's not worth it. So pretty much it's like, if you're doing so much to get their attention, like writing long paragraphs, double texting them, it's not worth it. I mean, it's practically like talking to yourself at this point, And that's a big turnoff to that person. And, um, I mean, like, at this point, it's like you might as well just go ahead, turn turn off your phone, put a chair against the wall, and sit in it and start talking to that wall because that's what's happening with you. And they could be busy. You never know. But, um, I mean, everyone's busy. And that's pretty much, like, the excuse that everyone gives is just that everyone's busy, you know. And um, either way, don't respond unless the conversation is engaging. It's a nice back and forth with equal effort, putting both – well, being – um put on both sides so just definitely need to respect yourself and not really beg for anyone's attention uh remember that talking to you is a privilege and if they can't see that it's a loss on their part so definitely just you know go do something else play a game go for a drink work out whatever and just focus on you and if they do text back i mean that's cool but you definitely want to take it as an absolute sign that they aren't really invested in the relationship or they could be but just be careful and cool collected because you know you definitely want to just make sure you respect yourself for the long run um so i definitely have some questions for you guys you know um how often do you put yourself out there in terms of like a relationship well
1: i'll answer uh how often do i i feel like probably like more than eighty percent of the time, like as a guy, like I don't think there's a lot of women who are putting themselves out there. To be honest, like you have to do all the work, <laughs> you have to make all the plans, you have to do all the initiative. Like as a man, like women don't want to approach you. Like I, I feel like so, yeah, I say a hundred percent or ninety at least, where I'm putting myself out there.
3: Uh, as of right now, I'm not really putting myself out there because I'm trying to grow my business. Um, not an excuse that I can't, but I just like to focus on one thing at a time. So right now, I focus on getting to where I want to be at. And if a girl comes, at, you know, at this current moment, and she, you know, she's the one, so to speak. Then that's a different story. But I mean, my mind right now
0: is strictly focused on the money. Um, Do it. Yeah, I like foreign women. I'm just going to keep it 100. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not opposed to meeting somebody here, but I'm just being honest. I like foreign women, so. All right, cool, cool. So
2: I got one more question. So do you guys feel it's cool? Let's say, like, you know, you talk to some girl, right, and then, you know, you guys are about going on a date. Um, and while you're waiting for that person, you know, at that, you know, specified location that y'all agreed on, they bring a friend. So, do y'all think it's cool if they bring that friend on the date, you know, you two are supposed
0: to go on? I mean, she should have let me know. Shit, if she got a, a, a girlfriend, then I could. I got guy friends, and we, you know, we are go on a double date. But well, you can't, that's not cool if you're just going to bring somebody and not tell me. Like, yeah. what the fuck? I'm a grown-ass man. It's
3: her, it's, I mean, like, is this friend, like, you know, she, what, what's going on with that? Are they trying to do, like, a three-way thing? Like... Or she just bringing a friend just to bring a friend. Just bringing a friend. Just bringing a friend. If that's the case, then hell nah, Like, she tripping on <laughs> God. Like, you know what time it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I totally agree with y'all. Like, that is... That makes
1: it not a date, actually. Then nah. it's And it's just three friends hanging out. Yeah. And I'm not trying to hang out with your friend. I'm trying to date you, that's so...
3: Just, it's just, like, really awesome cock block shit. Like, I don't know if we can cuss on this or not. But <laughs> that's really, like... I mean, that's really what it is. It's like in my opinion, like, cause you know, if a man asks a woman out, you know, he asks her out on some trying to get close type stuff. And if her bringing a friend, it's just something to just throw a wedge in, in between that, I think.
2: All right. Okay. Cool. Some good thoughts guys. Um, so I guess now what we want to do is just move on to the next individual section uh, gonna move on to Jordan. He's right, gonna, yeah. you know, the millionaire himself. Gonna give us some finance tips, you know.
0: Go ahead, Jordan. All right, Spin that game. So yeah. number one, I brought a shirt. It's rude, y'all can't see it, but I'm gonna explain it to you, right? So it's a shirt that says "I told you so," and in the O, and I told you, it has the Bitcoin sign. So I know I'm the cryptocurrency guy, and I know you're probably thinking it's a scam, blah, 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 but look, results are results. And honestly, I've been in it for two years, and I can honestly say I've turned 10K into 50K, and by the end of this year, I'm expecting that to be 250K. So I'm going to give you kind of like a real quick breakdown of why I think cryptocurrency is important, and I'm going to tell you the pros and the cons, right? So number one, right? Who likes banks? Who likes bankers? I'm pretty sure nobody's raising their hand, jumping, saying, I love banks. You know, banks are my best friend. No, because we know banks are dirty, right? For example, banks, you know, on your money, when you put your money in the bank, it just doesn't sit there. You know, they invest that. They give out loans on that money, and they're earning 10 to 20%. And how much interest do they give you on your bank account? 0.01%, right? If you're lucky. If you got an online bank, 1%. Why can't they give you six, seven, eight percent, and they get two percent? You know why? Because they're greedy fuckers, right? So, <laughs> and we have a we have a decentralized system for information called the internet, right? Why do we want to keep money in the hands of politicians, censors Trump that have been proven to be incompetent? Why don't we have money for the people to where nobody can shut it down? Why don't we have money to where anybody in the world has the same value? That is what cryptocurrency can provide, right? Bitcoin. If every single government on the planet tried to shut down Bitcoin, it's impossible because it's decentralized, which means there's no central entity, right? You have 100,000 miners, basically. They're validating the system around the rail. So it has security. You can send money from one place. You can send a billion dollars from here to Asia within 10 minutes for less than a dollar. Try to, try to wire transfer a billion dollars and see how that happens and how that goes, right? We have a government system in the United States. I love the Democrats. And what I'm not saying they don't need to print money, but you know, did you know that we had 12% inflation in the United States last year? This is not an African country. This is not a Latin American country. This is an American country to where we had 12% inflation. Inflation steals money from the poor. And I'm going to explain to you how, right? Rich people. You know, rich people are definitely afraid of cash. Rich people don't like cash. They like assets to make them money. So that's why the stock market has been going up. They invest in the stock market. They invest in gold. They invest in real estate because it's getting a return on their money, right? Because they understand that if they just have cash, they're losing value. Inflation is a tax on poor people because typically poor people don't know about investments or don't have assets. So let's say that you make, they make $50,000 for whatever, you know, just to keep it simple. If they don't have any assets and we had 10, 10% inflation last year, that's basically like them getting a $5,000 $5, pay cut. And these are people that are already hurting. So what cryptocurrency does is it provides a store of value to to basically be a hedge against terrible governments like the, uh, the United States right now with Trump and inflation. If you were to pitch your stimulus check from, I think, in April into Bitcoin, right? It was $1,200. You know, it would be $7,000 today. If you were to put the $600 uh, check that we got recently, I think like a week or two ago, it would be worth $800 today. So you cannot sit here and tell me that there is no good use for something that is an inflation hedge, especially in a crazy time with the pandemic and Trump, you're going to need a hedge against stuff like this. So this is why I personally believe in it. And just some cons is is that institutions are getting into it and we don't know Bitcoin has a capacity to crash 60, 70, 80 percent. So you do need an investment strategy if you're going to put into it and you don't want to get in too late. But like I said, I, I really do think at least 5 to 10%, it's really like the new gold that you should have some money into it. Not to get too technical or too nerdy, but I definitely want to talk from the heart as to why I think cryptocurrency is, is good. So we can go ahead and go on to Kwame's individual section.
1: Yes, sir. Good talk right there. I really like that. Uh, so for me, one thing I'm really passionate about is music. And... It's kind of dawned on me, I think, a couple days, days. Actually, it was yesterday, actually. I was listening to uh, uh, Jasmine Sullivan. She's an R&B singer. She recently had a comeback. She's been gone for a long while. So this album that she came out with was really anticipated. And as I was listening to her album, uh, you know, I was just... It, it was actually not even an album. It's an EP. So it's like seven songs. But before each song, she has like an interlude with somebody talking. It's like a conversation and they're... Talking about something in regards to relationships that relates to the song that comes after it. And so, like, every single song had an interlude, every single song flowed, you know, directly into the topic that she was talking about, every single song had, you know, a really clear subject matter that was based on relationships and love and everything like that, that really made sense and it really flowed, like, the entire album flowed. And so, you know, I'm listening to this album. I'm just like, this is great. Like, she really thought this out. She really planned it out. She really, like, put a lot of effort and time into it. Like, you could really tell that she really, you know, believed in what she was talking about in the situation that she was in. And she created songs based off of her own experience. And so that got me to thinking, like, why don't rappers do that? I, I haven't seen a rap album in a long time where you can just you can just hear how much effort that that person has put into the album. Like that we don't work on sequencing anymore. Like, you know, sometimes lyrics aren't even, you know, they don't make sense. A lot of the time, like there's no direction in an album. Like sometimes an album is just, you know, a whole bunch of songs that a rapper has worked on. He put it together and then he, that's, that's an album. Like what happened to the art of music where, you know, I'm trying to tell a story with my album. I'm trying to, take a, a, a user i mean not a user a listener from point a to point b with my words like i feel like in that respect in that regard R&B has like totally outclassed rap as of late because all of these rappers are not putting the effort in and not putting the time to work on their craft to actually get better like how many rappers do you think are you know sitting down each day you know working on lyrics Can you think of any rappers where you would literally, you would expect to see them? I
0: know for a fact he does. (laughs) But that's about the only one.
1: I'm just saying, I feel like with R&B, they really take time to work on that. They really take time to think about what they do. And this isn't just like, you know, this this is across the board. It's not just like one album or one song that I've heard. Like, I just can't really give you more than a a few albums that i've heard in the past few years where i feel like okay yeah he definitely thought this one out like this one was this one was a serious album and and to that point why is it that if we want that kind of effort from a rapper if we want our rapper to like really really make sense then all of a sudden he's a conscious rapper you know i think kendrick lamar actually fought against that label early in his career because people was calling him conscious like he you know, like he was uh, somebody like Talib Kweli or somebody like that. Like, that's not who Kendrick was. He just made sense. He just really took the time and effort into put in, into like making his craft perfection, and he got called conscious for that. Like, why can't you just,
3: you know, put it in work and make the albums good? Like, I don't know if you listen to Earth Gang, but like a lot of that music, you gotta listen to Earth Gang. You got uh, Earth Gang like puts a lot of a lot of artistic and they have like uh, interludes and stuff like that little skits in between their songs so like yeah Earth Gang um, like I said before D Smoke there, there are people like that they just yeah. don't get
0: pushed into, right. in our yeah. face they don't get that push like, yeah. like
1: Lil Uzi or somebody right. else right. Like, you know, yeah.
0: they
2: don't get yeah. that push no they don't And they should mhm I do you feel like um, artists before they go mainstream definitely do you know um, putting in that work towards that craft and whatnot but you know when they do you know go mainstream that's when they kind of just lose the whole running styles and yeah. you know they don't really make sense anymore and and yeah but I feel
3: like uh, I definitely gotta give Jasmine Sullivan a, uh, a listen. Yeah, I mean I go back to what I was saying like earlier in the podcast like when you get to a certain level like you know and you want to get to the top top you gotta get in with this a drop drop? <laughs> no, nah, I will not want to say that, but, you know, you got to, hey, you got to get down to lay down. You got to be what these people are on, like whatever they want you to promote, whatever they want you to sing, rap, you know, dance about. Like, you, you can't be on this no more. You got to be on what we want. Right. And I just think that's what it is.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I think that's a good segment. Uh, a good... Um transition into our final topic which is going to be our guest segment so you heard Russ and his opinions uh all throughout the day so we're really going to spend maybe about 10-15 minutes to truly get to understand Russ any projects that he's working on and anything that he really wants to.
3: yeah tell yeah us. I can't call me Russ because the people might get me confused with the rapper Russ like <laughs> Russ is just a nickname I grew up with but you know what I mean but whatever yeah yeah so um Where's your question? I'm sorry, I just had to clarify that for the. No, nah, just go ahead, go ahead and talk. Okay, Whatever you um, like.
0: give us a background about you. Or...
3: Okay, so for me, all right, to put me in a nutshell, I'm kind of like I, I feel like, and I ain't trying to like brag or nothing like that, but I kind of feel like Morpheus in the Matrix. Like I see the world for what it is, and I just and I see people kind of sleep in it and it's like a conscious thing and i wouldn't call myself a conscious rapper or anything like that i'm more like just someone who just speaks what they feel on their heart type stuff and my whole thing my whole message is just the man look love yourself be the best version of yourself spread love peace and happiness like fuck all this beef shit fuck all this bullshit you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying like let's quit destroying the community. Let's uplift the community. Let's quit tearing down women. Let's quit tearing down men. Let's build each other up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Let's be the best versions that we can be. And I feel like life is like a video game, right? I feel like everybody was put here to live out a certain purpose. Like someone, like, you know, Kwame, like, you the life of the party guy, you know what I'm saying? Like you got the charisma, you got the swag like that. So like, stay that's what, you, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like stay on your ground, like be that best person. Don't try to be Kwame the 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 shooter, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> cause that, that's not naturally who you are. And that's all I'm about naturalism. So when it go back to the COVID thing, like I'm just a natural person. I feel like the sun, the air, fresh air, water, you know what I'm saying, plants and vegetables, Things like Dr. Sebi talked about, like being a natural person and you can naturally heal yourself. But when you don't live a life like that, then yes, you can be influenced and your body can get tainted by these different type of diseases and and other things, these other man-made stuff. So back to the whole live by the sword, die by the sword thing when I was talking about rap music. So that's why I only i mean i could talk about some negative things it's a balance at the end of the day right but the overall message when you think of casino you're gonna think like damn this is someone who's trying to like open my mind up to new things and that's the world that we're moving into now the world's never going to be the same again guys like i'm sorry like you're just going to have to adapt are you going to be a dinosaur or are you going to be you know what I'm saying something new are you going to evolve with this planet because the planet is evolving whether you want to believe it or not Mm -hmm. it's definitely changing you can see that when have you ever thought you see a president with his own cult leader gang type (laughs) shit and these folks running up in the the uh, capital going ape shit like you never i never thought i'd see that when have you ever thought that you see georgia turn blue Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, things are changing. When have you ever thought you see a black president or a black uh woman vice president? Mm-hmm. When you, you never thought you were gonna see these things. At least most people didn't think that. So times are changing. Find out what you were put here to do. Find out what you're good at. And just double down on that. Don't try to be like all these rappers. Like if I if I blow up as a rapper, I want to be like the last rapper. I don't want us to get out of that. I want to just be a rapper. I want to be a ball player. Like there's so much other things that people were meant to do. Not everybody was meant to do this. I feel like, and due to my natal chart, if people who are on natal charts, I definitely suggest you do that. Find your natal chart out, and I feel like that helps you figure out what you were put on this earth to do. And if you do that, you will start to see things manifest into your life it'll be easier and it will be better and you'll be happy that you did because it's your true life purpose Mm. and um yeah
0: yeah just to follow up I know we Mm -hmm. briefly talked about you being in uh, the movie industry could you give us a little bit more background of maybe projects that you worked on what Um, you typically do on a day-to-day basis and maybe if you want to talk about how crazy some of those folks are
3: uh yeah it's definitely a different world than the corporate world i i, I must say uh you can definitely wear dress, mohawks tattoos piercings you can you know be openly gay you can be you know whatever you can wear uh rebel shirts you can you know you might get looked at crazy for wearing a rebel shirt cuz it's kind of a blue type of environment but regardless you could be yourself and that's kind of like what i preach um what i do is I, I, I'm what they call a dolly grip. So I work a lot with cameras. And uh, I don't know if you ever seen any behind the foot, uh, behind the scene footage where people are on cranes and stuff like that. I would be the person, the guy on the crane, moving that thing around that 50 foot crane, swinging that guy around. I do shit like that, Um, you know, all type of camera work, basically like camera support. That's basically what I do. And um, as far as things that I worked on, uh, I worked on shows like The Walking Dead. I worked on some Marvel movies. I worked on Avengers. Um, I worked on what else? Uh, it's so much. Uh, Stranger Things is another one. I worked on Cobra Kai. I mean, it's P-Valley. I mean, like, I could just keep going on and on. Like it's, just, it's literally so much. Boomerang. It's a lot, you know what I mean? I can keep going on and on. But basically, any movie that's been shot in Georgia, I pretty much, or show, big show, I worked on. And um, yeah, as far as the people, man, the people are, it's just, it's crazy because everybody's just unique. Everyone is themselves and I love it. And I wish that more of the world could just be themselves instead of trying to be like somebody else.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. Thank oh, you. You okay. have a question.
2: Yeah. I was going to say rest um, or casino.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, What's like one of the strangest things you've seen while being on set?
3: uh one of the strangest things I've seen uh man it's where do I start <laughs> um <laughs> one of the strangest things that I've seen that I like kind of knew about but then wasn't really aware is, like the fans like fans of a show man I'm some of the most dedicated passionate people you ever seen, man. Like, so I worked on walking dead and we shot in the Alexandria neighborhood for anybody who w- w- watched that show, they'll know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, and it's literally like fans who will be outside of those walls standing in rain, sleet, snow, don't matter. Thunderstorm. They out there, they got these signs. They ready to see Rick or they ready to see Michonne or whoever. Like that's one of the craziest things. Uh, Another crazy thing is to see how fast someone can go from the bottom to the top, like that's crazy, and it all just, it just like on some stars align type shit. It's like it just meant to be. You can see somebody who literally was like cleaning the floors, taking out the trash, and the next you know they're a producer and they they're shooting their own movies, yeah, and uh, uh titties too. Uh, I've <laughs> seen a lot of lot of
0: titties. P hey, Valley. Hey, yes, sir. Hey, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, man. <laughs> Are strippers as airheaded as they seem?
3: Uh short term strippers, I don't think so. Long term, yes. Mm. What is a long-term stripper, in case somebody may not know in the audience? I mean, if you've been in the game more than five years, you're a long-term
0: stripper. (laughs) More than it takes to get in college and out of college type thing. If you have a college degree in stripping, then you need to get the hell out and get you a life. Uh, Yeah. I mean, some some strippers make money, but then a lot of them don't know how to manage their money. So Mm. that's the
3: thing. And you know, you can make money, but do you know how to manage that money? Do you know how to flip that money like my man Jordan Beyond? Like, y'all need to listen to my man because he can really show y'all how to get this paper the long way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not the short way, but the long
0: way. Financial freedom, ladies and gentlemen. Facts. Going into that topic, I heard from the grapevine, I don't know where mm-hmm. I heard this from, that okay. you do have a comic book coming out soon because you kind of give us some details on that.
3: Yes, I do. Um, I have a comic book. It's going to be called Casino the Bar versus the Carry On Virus, so you can take that however you want to take that. But, hey, man, going back to what I was saying before, man, we got to find out what it is that we were meant to do. I've always been a person who's been into art, arts and in, um, – And music and things of that nature. So I know that that's something that I was meant to do. And I find joy when I do that. So with the comic book, it's basically showing people how to find your superpower. And how to work on it and bring it out. So if you're a person and you believe that, okay, I want to find my superpower, then that feel like that comic book can kind of help guide you to finding your purpose or your superpower or whatever. But it's also like a new age hieroglyphics, you know what I mean? Like, we got to take that. We got to think like that as people. Like, this ain't no just comic book. Like, this is a hieroglyphic, like on the pyramids type thing. Like, that's the type of mode and energy that I'm putting behind it. And I really feel like people are going to resonate with it, man. It's going to be great. The me- this messages in there. It's a deep meaning. It's really going to help out the youth and help their attitude and help them see that the upcoming new world that we're going into, and yeah, man, um that's yeah, anybody got a question? Yeah, I got a question yeah. for
1: you. What what would you say is the hardest part about making a comic book?
3: The hardest part, um uh, to me it was actually pretty easy, man. Uh strange enough, I didn't I never thought that I would make a comic book. I was just kind of like the pandemic did it, mm. ladies and gentlemen. If you want to know me being bored. At the crib, you know, I was laid off at the moment, one of those films being shot. So, I was just like, fuck it, man. Like, I I had so much anger because of the George Floyd thing and Mm -hmm. everything that was going on. And a wise person told me, instead of, like, going out there, guns blazing, like, put all that into art. And then that's what I did. So, then that's how I came up with the comic book. So, all those inner demons and all that stuff that I wanted to get out, I just put it in the comic book.
0: And it was easy. Well, I appreciate your time, Russ. Or Casino. Casino <laughs> Navarro, sorry. Yeah, Russ going to come after me, man. He going to make it this bad. Russ, please don't send your goons. Please. We're not hey, smoking Hey, man. I'm on peace and love. <laughs> so if somebody wanted to follow you in yeah. your work, uh Do you have an Instagram to share? Do you have a Spotify?
3: Uh, I am on Spotify and Apple Music. Uh, It is Casino, but with a K. So the word Casino, the T-H-E-B-A-R-D, Casino the Bar. That's Casino with a K. But I have a link in my Instagram if you want to follow that at Area 51 Lifestyle. So if you go to Area 51 Lifestyle on IG, that can just link you into everything else. You can see some of the comic book work. You can see some music videos I did. Maybe even see some of the, the movies that I shot in there. So that's what we, if you want to find me, that's where you can find me. Yeah, come on. And, um, oh, sorry. I'm also always, like, spreading positive messages, too, like on my stories. I like to share information.
0: So, you know, if you're into that
3: yeah
0: all right i think that's gonna be it for episode one of the corporate savages podcast if you thought this was crazy wait till episode two it's gonna get way more heated than this was so go ahead you know just subscribe
2: to our our channel corporate savages um do anybody you know got any questions before we wrap up you know any last minute questions?
0: Y'all better subscribe. If I don't see at least 100 subscribers, I'm going to be mad, and I'm coming with heat. So I just want y'all to know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, sir, we out. Hey, man, I just want to give a special
3: thanks to Corporate Savages for having me as their very first guest on their brand-new podcast, and I really enjoy myself, man. And if you guys want to get this free game, make sure you subscribe to the Corporate Savages and follow me, Casino the Bard. At Area 51 Lifestyle. Come on. (laughs)